こんにちは、かずきです。私はすべての日本人の方へ向けて話しています。このグランスタンポッドキャストを日本語で聞けること、皆さんは本当に大好きでしょう。Greetings, Grandstanders! Welcome to another beautiful edition of Grandstand Podcast.、Uh, can you hear the birds? Today we're going to record outside. Professor thought it'd be a good idea to record outside.、Um, I, I kind of like it. We'll see, we'll, see how,、uh, we'll see how it turns out. Before we get started,、um, let me introduce my partner in crime, Pinche Meni, El Profesore. How are you? I'm good. Uh, yeah, I, I do think it sounds,、uh, the, birds, the birds chirping in the back sound, sounds really good. You like that? Can you hear the、mm-hmm. washing machine, though? <laughs> no. Oh, good.、Um, I, yeah, I like this, and I like this little chair.、Um, maybe it'll, I, I'm, I'm curious as to what kind of conversation it'll, it'll, it'll pull out of me. And, and, and you had a, you had a, a pretty interesting uh, uh, observation or, or comment. The birds from here are communicating with the birds from New York because you have birds in your background too, right? Yeah, we, we,、um, we feed the birds so they hang out in our, on our window seal. Oh, nice. Because、um, our, our cat likes to play with them. Nice. Does he ever get any of them?、Um, well, <clears throat> use the right pronoun. It's a she. Oh, sorry. But.、Um, Yeah, she. No, she. She just. She likes, like, uh. Yeah, she likes scaring them, but that's as far as. I mean, she could. They, they come really close to each other. Aren't you the person who said, uh. That all dogs are boys and all cats are girls? Aren't you known for that? <laughs> I, I've.、Uh, yeah, you. Somebody. I don't remember saying that, but that. I do believe that, so I. I do think I probably did say that one day. Yeah. But makes, you're right. It does make sense, right? Sort of. Uh, there are certain dogs that I just can't think of as boys, though. So, like, to me, all poodles are girls.、Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Sherman Shepherds, they're all boys. Yeah.、Um, Wiener dogs, believe it or not, are all boys. Yeah. Yeah. And Chihuahuas, boys. Yeah. So, it has nothing to do with size or anything, it just has to do with kind of stupid, arbitrary reasons. Uh, <laughs> Professor, uh,、yeah. everything good over there? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. We have, 
we have a lot to talk about, a lot going on in the world of sports, but uh, can we focus specifically on the WBC, on the World Baseball <laughs> Classic today? Yeah. Can we specifically talk about uh, the the beef between the Team USA and Team Puerto Rico, or, or specifically uh, something Ian Kinsler said, the second baseman for the national team, uh, for the United States baseball national team, and then also uh, uh, the rebuttal from the people of Puerto Rico, and then also uh, Yadier Molina, and then, of course, uh, Adam Jones. Can we talk about all that? Yeah, definitely. And I, and, and I, uh, before we do, I will say uh, the neighborhood I'm in, a uh, very you know, baseball-centric neighborhood, Dominican mm-hmm. neighborhood, and mm-hmm. they everyone right now you see just walking around with their baseball bags and with their bats and gloves and... Mm-hmm. Um, Man, those DR ha- you know the the World yeah. Baseball Classic yeah. caps, um, mm-hmm. which are, uh, dude. What are your thoughts on those? I think they're ugly. Like every single ugly one, hell, every man. single ugly one of hell. them. Not ugly a single cap. Like ugly I don't know what it is with these fonts they use for these letters, but but yeah. But everyone's uh, okay. So that's cool that we you, you feel you feel the same way. Um, but yeah, everyone's yeah. been wearing their DR hats uh, caps. Um, it's like a it's a big deal here in this neighborhood. Or yeah. it was a big deal. It's a big deal to a lot of people, um, and and that's kind of what we want to talk about today, right? Uh, yeah. But before before we we get into the topic of conversation, uh, and we'll talk about other things, but but we'll start with that, um, Professor. Uh, so I found I, I you know that I went to uh, happiest place on earth a few days ago. Mm-hmm. I found the. Most uh, the, the the biggest grandstand group, the most hardcore grandstand group that I've ever met ever. Guess who they are? Who? Disneyland people. <laughs> Grand, like grandstanders for Disney? Yeah, I've never huh, seen. Yeah. I've never seen a group of fans, individuals, grandstanders that bring it as hard as the Disneyland people. You know. I don't think I've been to a Padre game where 75 to 80% of the stadium was wearing Padre gear. <laughs> okay? I have never seen so many people wearing their colors at an event or at a it, – it is an event uh, that happens daily, and that is the magic and fantasy of Disneyland. But those dudes bring it hard and do that's uh, – Damn. Uh, like wearing – like what do you mean? Like wearing Disney gear? Yeah, the Disney ears, the Disney wizard hat, the 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 I'll be your Minnie and I'll be your Mickey shirts. Uh, uh, it's just hard, the most hardcore, devoted grandstanders that I've ever met, that I've ever seen. And I, they were like, "Man, these people do not mess around with the with the with the gear, wow. and with their devotion to Disney." Was it a like? Was it a, a special day? In any way, or was it just a regular normal Friday? No, it's like a regular old normal Friday. It's a, I mean, grown men in Mickey Mouse shirts, bro. <laughs> so did you? So did it weird you out, or did you come to appreciate it? Or I think I come to appreciate it as as a as a as a as an as an also obsessive. Uh, I I can appreciate it because I obsess over shit that like nobody gives a shit about. Me personally, I don't know what it would take for me to wear a Mickey Mouse shirt or Mickey Mouse anything or Disneyland anything. But I saw grown, normal adults bringing it hardcore, dressed up as princesses and 
guys dressed up as you know as goofy and, and it was the most surreal thing i have an appreciation for it because i i have an appreciation for obsessives and people who bring it hard to represent their colors mm-hmm. huh yeah i mean i, I knew th- i knew that there's people who love disney but i guess i've never really thought of that hmm. okay i never really i haven't shit, i haven't <clears throat> been to disneyland in a really long time it's surreal well um did you know that they have like Disneyland gangs? Like gang, like G A N G. Correct. No, what do you mean? There's little or, or crews, I guess. Let's call them little like rockabilly uh, kids with pins on their vests, and they they hang out at Disneyland. Like that's their thing. <laughs> they go to Disneyland and hang out. <coughs> They're like the hooligans of the grandstand. How much is a year pass to Disneyland? Oof, I don't know. Like, so if a day passes, like in the hundreds, a year it's passes. Like, so it's like season like ticket thousand. prices. Yeah, it's season ticket prices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. So they're so they're the support group. They're like the they're the ultras. Big time, dude. Big time. Uh, and you have like you have your classic run of the mill like regular fan who wears the Mickey shirt, but then you have the the hardcore you know gal guys and gals who have. I don't know if you if you if this was something you observed last time you were there, but they have like these these like lava. What do they? What do you call those things that you put around your lanyards? Um, and and they put pins on the on the lanyards, but then some of the hardcore ones. They, I mean, they look like a they look like a rockabilly hipster that you would find at your local drinking establishment, but except this one happens to have a super hard boner for Disneyland. Wow, are we talking teenagers or like? 20 year olds 20 year olds and teenagers it runs it, it like your standard 18 or 14 to to 30 bracket even older shit wow wow that's cool so do you look forward to going back or do not you... really hell okay. no <laughs> but really mostly it's the people you know i was definitely a disneyland hater it's really fun when you experience it with uh, your child yeah or with a kid, for that matter. That you know, it's pretty magical. If you're a kid, if you're seven, um, even as an adult, it can be really cool. Uh, I just can't stand the fucking people, man. The the amount of people, it's absurd. Yeah, I which which uh, I, you know, it's not. I don't think we're, I don't think we're opposed to large crowds because if it were, like when we were at MetLife, what was that like, eighty thousand? I think you're getting to. You think you're getting somewhere. I hope you deliver. Keep going. Yeah, like when we went to MetLife, uh, the the it was like I think it was like eighty thousand people, right? When we went to that yeah. uh, the Mexico yeah. game, um, we have no we we the the larger the crowd, the more we loved it, and and yes, and uh, it was it was pretty chaotic as far as like all the people yes. there, but um, yes, but because the spectacle is one that we it was it was our type of spectacle, we had no problem with it, but um, absolutely. I could see how at being at Disneyland or being at a uh, restaurant on a Saturday or Sunday at noon during brunch time, uh, crowds are like the worst thing ever. Yes. And then there's one, I would add one other thing to that. No booze, man. Well, like they don't, it just you weren't, you weren't allowed to have any or? or well, they, they serve booze at California Adventure. My my experience got significantly better when I went across the way to have some, some, some sculpins. <laughs> um, my grandstanding went. Well, I, I started to feel the vibration. 
I drank the Kaikian, and then I could see, like, ah, this place is great. Wait, um, they don't sell alcohol in Disneyland? Nope. There's nope. only one place that sells booze, and they don't even sell booze. They have booze at the 33 Club. You ever heard of this place? No. We could have a whole episode about grandstanding at Disneyland, but the 33 Club is like this private club, super, super exclusive club, and that's the only place that serves booze. And you, I mean, you have to like know somebody. It's like very special. Like, not, you and I can't get in. We have to know something or pay a lot of money to do it. Is that it's like where millionaires like uh, make deals and stuff? Yeah, like Johnny Depp goes there to snort coke off of like Walt Disney's fucking, I don't know, <laughs> Walt Disney's fucking but. yeah, but it's like the staff. I don't know, fuck bullshit. Um, but you know, people who love Disney, they're all about it, dude. Disney is their thing, and they love it. And God, I was I was one to mock the whole Disney thing experience, and I'm talking about the whole entire, uh, the whole entire, uh, the whole damn fucking enterprise. Um, and then, and then, of course, one of the things that I'm devoted to that like gives me as part of my daily experience is ESPN, and ESPN is owned by. Yeah, that's right. So they own everything. Um, but uh, let's have an episode about uh, grandstanders from Disney. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think that'd be great. Um, but now, more importantly, uh, Frida, I assume, had a wonderful time? It was amazing. That's we cool. had an awesome time. Um, so all that aside, all of my fucking bullshit pontificating aside, it was fun. It always is fun. It's just the crowd and the lack of booze really makes it difficult with the crowds. Yeah. Funnel, did you eat funnel cake? No. Uh, I bought a big-ass thing of um, of, of uh, cotton candy because Fia loves, loves cotton candy. And I was – it's just like such a weird thing. I'm just fucking stuffing sugar in my face. <laughs> but it's okay because it looks like cotton. Well, I mean, if if – if uh, you can't have alcohol, I mean, you gotta you need gotta consume some other drug. Ah <laughs> uh, man, it makes me sound like a horrible drunk, which probably I am. But yeah, I did once. I had a few drinks. All of a sudden, Disneyland seemed like a very difficult, different. It definitely lived up to its uh, happiest place on earth uh, tagline. After that, uh, yeah. Professor, I have another thing I wanted to mention. Um, do you do you see some order being developed here? So sports, I've always said, uh, kind of points the way, leads the way, and it gives us an it gives us a a. Uh, well, I'll just say this: I've been following this 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 trend or this pattern here. Um, as much as I hate to to even mention this on grandstand, but the the New England Patriots winners of the Super Bowl, right? Yep. So kind of like reestablishing order the the uh, the 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 guys. Who have always won, won again. The Serena versus Venus in the Australian Open, kind of something we're used to, some familiarity. Serena wins another Grand Slam. That always makes me feel good. Yeah. Uh, and then that final was also Nadal versus Federer. Mm-hmm. So, like, talk about restructuring, re, re, reestablishing the order. Mexico beats USA in in uh, in USA at Columbus. Another reestablishing of the order. Um. And then, and then I thought just recently Barca beating PSG, uh, kind of like once again, like something that the sports gods want to, want to. Uh, it's like they they they're intervening with all the chaos that's happening in the world. They're intervening, 
and then and then of course Congress uh, not allowing the the the, the, the repeal of, of Obamacare yet. Uh, so, so again, like some order. And then something really fabulous. Uh, the NFL commissioner said that they're looking into cutting out com- like so many, having not having so many commercials during football games. Did you hear about this? No. Yes. So remember how I always bitch and complain about how you go to a, you you go to a commercial to and then you come back you kick off and then you go to another commercial. Mm-hmm. So they're basically saying they're going to do away with that and do it more uh, create a more fluid experience watching experience for the fan at home. Wow! So that must mean they must fi- have figured out uh, there's a there must be a, a another way to advertise eff- uh, more effectively today maybe that that's does, it doesn't require that. That's it. I don't really want to talk about that, but orders mm-hmm. being restored, re- 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 restored, and then now Mexico sitting at the top of the hex- of the hex of the six team uh, six team group for the World Cup mm-hmm. hadn't done that, hadn't been that in two World Cup cycles. How nice <laughs> is that? So yeah, order everywhere in Sportsland, Professor. I think good things are are, are coming. Yeah, and wait, and did you mention the U.S.? I, this is this is where I was going to go. Now. Okay, and now USA wins the championship, the world championship of the sport that they created, which they were trying so hard to win for the. For, I don't know, were they trying so hard to win it before? Because the argument is the World Baseball Classic now happens every four years, uh, so it's a championship to determine who is the true champion of the of the baseball playing world. Let's not say world, but of the baseball playing world. Um, currently, there are not a lot of countries that play baseball, but you'd be surprised how many countries do play baseball, right? Besides the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have a championship. It's called the World Baseball Classic, and the USA had not won it yet. And this was the fourth written, fourth fourth version of it, and they finally won it. And one of the critiques of the U.S. national team, baseball team, was that they uh, never sent their best players. But apparently they don't need to because they win with, uh, without having to send their best players. But the USA, is, is, uh, they are the champions of the World Baseball Classic. So talk about order being restored. Professor, what do you make of all this? Yeah, uh, well, I think it's like two – we can look at this as two types of um... – Victories. Mm-hmm. I think there's two games being played here. One is uh, the actual like the what team wins, so the USA winning the tournament. Mm-hmm. But I think arguably the bigger the bigger battle is you know success of the tournament in and of itself, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, like its, its popularity and its engage like people being engaged with it, and that's I think um, Aside from the knock of the U- the team not taking it serious and the team not winning the tournament ever or the, in the last three, uh, I think the bigger concern is is fan apathy, and and I guess apparently this, this and and there what you could feel it like there was something about this year's tournament that was uh, people were were into it. Now what I I wonder and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. So I. It wasn't. I, I wondered if it, it's been a gradual, like, oh, maybe it's just like it takes time. So each year it's been getting more and more popular, right? And mm-hmm. so, but apparently that's not the case. Uh, apparently, two thousand nine was a lot, like was a bigger tournament than the last one, like as far okay. as uh, as far as uh, ratings. 
but yeah, attendance either, was either ratings or, either ratings or attendance. One of the I think ratings, but attendance was this. I think this this one broke last previous uh, re- previous episodes attendance records. Yeah, no, no, yeah, th- this broke records of attendance and ratings, but but um. But I, I was wondering if it was if it broke it from two thousand. Oh, um, oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, two thousand thirteen. Right. But no, it was actually two thousand nine, that had the record. Um, oh. Which then made me think this: What if it's a matter of, uh, and I don't think they did this by design, but it just coincidentally it works out perfect. This is a tournament that happens at the heels of a presidential election, and. Ooh. And the 2013 election wasn't that special. It was just Obama winning again. Like, it wasn't as... But 2008, there was just this, like... Uh... So in 2008, we get our, our first black president, Obama. He's he's the best. Uh, it was a huge deal. So, like, people are just, like, a lot more politicized in 2008 going into 2009, going into this tournament. Uh, the same way people are super politicized right now after this, like, major shift. Uh, do you think that has anything to do with, like how hyped people are for this tournament? Wow. Immediately, I would say yes. I think so, right? Yes. And you think they're hyped because, they, because they're politicized in there and thus now they have a, a, an interest in kind of using this tournament to see where America is with regard to how it feels about, about itself, considering this is the national pastime? Or are we talking just globally here now? Are we talking about USA fandom or US? Because it does majorly, it, for the most part, takes place in the US, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, a, yeah. The, the the championships, the yeah. finals, everything yeah. has happened here. But are you talking specifically about USA fan, USA uh, uh, caring for it? The, the the fans of USA, Team USA? Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Because I, I think that's always been the there's uh fans throughout the world have always been into it it's been what's up with usa fans not being as into it and it's not to say that like they're still and oh you, yeah they you, bring you, it you saw like you went to you went to yeah. a couple games and um mm-hmm. they uh, bring it uh yeah and and i think this year so we, we saw more american fans getting into it but they're still there it's they're still it's still lacking but i think i wonder if the reason why more fans were into it is because uh, sports fans kind of needed this right now. Like uh, American sports fans needed something like this, um, considering what's going on politically. Um, and and I don't know, but, but then I guess that wouldn't because it, it, it's not like sports fans needed it after Obama. People were happy, but but it's maybe I don't know. Like you just as you feel more, people are um, just feeling more. Um, they're just more tapped in, I guess, like right now. People are tapped in politically mm-hmm. uh, the same way they were after Obama, uh, just in a different way. Like right now, it seems like more somber and it's more... Uh, but but nevertheless, I may, maybe that is what gets people... Like the thought of an international tournament is more appealing when uh, when that's going on. Well, it's certainly a good place to play that out, right? Play those feelings out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I know that that's what it was for me, going there and... I, I really was going there to see, like, let's 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 feel this out, see what what Team USA fans. You know, it was it was nice to hear the the chant of USA USA, you know, and it was nice to know as a baseball fan that we were just simply talking about the baseball game and Team USA at that moment, right? But um, a lot of people that have like have have are, are you know 
kind of afraid of this of this nationalistic uh, engagement. Do you think that that has something to do with it? And now that because people are so politicized, like you're saying, I, you know, maybe maybe with in 2013 it was because everybody was like feeling like, man, it feels good to be an American right now. We just elected a, a black president, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then now it's kind of like, well, fuck. You know what does it mean to be an American anymore? You know, so let's just mm-hmm. go out there and root, anyways. Yeah, I, I like that, Professor. I, li- I like where you're going with that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, it was. You know, everyone kept it very clean. Uh, I was at two games, and I would say it was it was really nice to see uh, to 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 see some good baseball in March. So I I just had a hard time understanding why nobody would get into it and why. Maybe maybe I was just already like maybe that's maybe that's just a, my perception has maybe the, the the reality has changed and I just still have this perception that USA doesn't care. Um, what do you think? No, I think there is st- uh, uh, people care like uh, people care more and that so like we saw it was a good sign and everybody's like th- like MLB is thrilled at at the way this turned out, but. Um, but to say that like Americans were all into it, I think that would be an overstatement. Like as a whole, like no, there it wasn't. It, it still wasn't that huge of a deal. Which I also wonder if like, why do you make turn like? I don't know how this. I'm sure there's a lot of reasons that go into this, but like, why not make a championship game like on a Sunday rather than on a Wednesday night? God, I've always isn't it isn't it have to do with they they look for the best possible TV ratings they can get? Isn't that why they do that? You think that's what they'd be looking for? So don't don't you think a championship which again like it was successful and, and it got high ratings, but it, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I don't far from like it could be a bigger deal. Um, and why don't, don't you, you go ahead? I'm just wondering, don't you think it'd be a bigger deal if the championship game was played on a Sunday at 3 p.m.? You know, um, like, like, you know, it seems like the NFL has like a lock on the holy day. <laughs> right. Why isn't the All-Star game on a Sunday? Right. Like, I don't, no. yeah, I don't uh, know. Yeah. They, 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 they tried that for a little bit, but then they moved it back to Tuesday. Um, so who, who are your potential customers? Uh, kids, right? Like potential future customers, mm, mm-hmm. and you're not catering them to them. No, and especially the kids, not on the East Coast. Yeah, especially not on the East Coast. What time? Nine. The game starts at nine, right? Yeah. So it's kids are in bed by then. So it's kind of like, yeah, screw you, kids. You don't get to watch it. Um, uh, and I know you could say, oh, kids don't care, or kids don't want to, or they'll watch it on their phone the next day, or they'll watch it on Snapchat or whatever. But there's there's a lot of kids still that'd be willing that would love to have watched the game. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and and then there's some that would have, you know, would have loved to have been part of the pageantry of it. Like uh, to some people, the World Baseball Classic is a big deal and they get together and they they get the whole family gets together. They cook a meal. The first ever World Baseball Classic final, Cuba versus Japan. We had a celebration at our house and we were all rooting for Cuba. Yeah. OK, like the family got together on my fa- big baseball family because it was like. This is awesome. We're crowning a champ, like a true champion of the world, not like the World Series. I think is always kind of like a misnomer, right? Um, yeah. It's only the U.S. Uh, or when they say world champions of the NFL, I'm like world champions. Uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, like what's up with that? What do you think of that? 
why don't they put it on a Sunday, Professor? Besides the ratings thing. I don't know. Uh, that's um, I'm sure there, there maybe is an answer to that. Maybe a good reason for it. Maybe, but um, yeah, you would think uh, now maybe after this, after seeing like okay, this this tournament, uh, this tournament really has potential now. And and if anything, maybe this could have this couldn't have been any more perfect, right? Like for it, 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 like remember the the dream team in basketball, uh, right. where like they would just like dominate. Like it was like oh, what's the point of watching? the USA basketball team, like, during the Olympics or whatever, or when was it when they were, was it the Olympics? Yeah, 92, um, yeah. It kind of like, well, what's the point, dude? Like, the the USA USA dominates, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it kind of takes away the, the, you know, the fun out of it and the the Mm -hmm. excitement out of it. So maybe this was perfect that, like, for three tournaments, you have these really solid teams in Japan, uh, Cuba, uh, Puerto Rico, uh, DR, Dominican Republic, that are that outperform the U.S., which really the U.S. should be the powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in a way, it's kind of like the now by the fourth tournament, the U.S. finally wins. And and so there's no next tournament. We're not going to go into it with like an obvious winner. Right. You know what I mean, like it's it, now I, I think 2021 is going to be it's going to be hot. And it's and, and maybe MLB realizing this now and, and not MLB, but just networks in general, they might go, OK, you know what? This this is worth this the championship for this one will be worthy for a for a Sunday afternoon, um, if if that's maybe 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 Wednesday night is better for a championship I don't know. Maybe it is, but then again, the kids. The kids. I've always thought like, why isn't the World Series played during the day? Yeah. You know. Um, but anyways, um, do you think they scripted it that way? <laughs> you. I, uh... You'd think, right? Because the story couldn't be any better than the way it's been playing out so far. So, I mean, the the the, the focus is is going to continue to be. I'm telling you, sports is always pointing the way, and I'll find a way to uh, to 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 manipulate it so that it it seems that way. If it, if if it doesn't turn out the way uh, I'm thinking, but it's the return. Of, of normalcy and sports is showing us the way the United States they created the game they invented it they are the champions um, but I feel like speaking of getting people to watch what do you think of the whole the whole um, the, the polemic of, of of the the way that that the media handled the exchange between Ian Kinsler and the fans of uh, or, or of the Puerto Rican uh, national team. Can you talk a little bit about Ian Kisler and what he said and what he did and why that matters to a lot of people? Uh, yeah, should we... Let me... Um, maybe I should just pull up the exact quote. While you do that, uh, I, I was thinking... This, this, is, this, is, this is classic, right? The thing you do in, 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 uh, in sports is you, you build up momentum and also you, you create some kind of like... You create you you create some kind of of, of narrative or storyline. This is like an absolutely fundamental part of the sport. But I thought that the narrative and the storyline was way they started it way too late. You know, like right before the last game, they're like, "Oh, yeah. hey, by the way, there's some beef here. There's some maybe he, maybe this guy said something that might have offended some people. Like you guys should care about this." But I saw that narrative. That that narrative was already exi- it, it existed for me from from ever since this World Baseball Classic has started. But what did this guy say? What did Ian Kinsler say? Um, so he said, "I hope kids watching the WBC can watch 
the way the play the way we play the game and appreciate the way we play the game as opposed to the way Puerto Rico plays or the Dominican plays Kinsler said that's not taking anything away from them that's just wasn't the way we were raised <laughs> they were raised differently and to show emotion and passion when you play we do show emotion we we do sh- show passion we just do it in a different way <clears throat> yeah so it's a lot yeah i think it's great i uh, I, uh, dude, I agree with you. I think uh, I wish this type of something like this would have been said earlier in the tournament, and and I would want the the media to have blown it up more and and instigated it more. I think it would make it makes the tournament all the more exciting. Because it is a narrative that's kind of like uh, in, it's kind of in between the lines of of something. I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking for myself, or maybe I speak for you as well. This has been since day one of the tournament. One of the things was why doesn't USA take this tournament seriously? Why don't they want to win it, right? Why don't they send their best players? Why aren't more people out here? Like that's all I could. You know, the first one was held. I think almost all of it was held at Petco. So I went to a lot of games. I went to the semifinal when Cuba against uh, uh, Dominican Republic. An amazing game. Uh, this is just really beautiful atmosphere. Very different than any other baseball atmosphere i had ever been in because it was two latin teams playing against each other and it was you know it was a different type of game and i kept thinking why why doesn't anybody care the stadium wasn't full it was you know there was all these things and i feel like this kind of thing has 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 been there forever and it finally was talked about but not towards like the you know the final chapter of this last uh, version of it why why do you think that hasn't been acknowledged because it doesn't matter to the american press well, I think it, it required, maybe it just required someone just coming out and saying something like that. And and right. to be honest, I don't, what he said, I don't think what he said was, like, I I joke about it because, because I like, because just to stir up shit, you know, like, um, uh-huh. like I, I, I joke, I mean, when we, when the quote first came out and, and I'd said, you know, I, I think what he's trying to say is he's glad he's part of the civilized culture and, and he's not, <laughs> right, he's right. not, you know, he's not part of those right. barbaric, savage right. Brown culture, brown people. Yeah, um, uh, you know, I, I we can. I think I like the idea of doing that just to you know to to create this more intense competition. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I don't think what he said was really like he's saying the truth. Yeah, like are we are we going to sit here and deny the fact that that American baseball players are raised differently to play the game as opposed to the way uh, baseball players in other countries and cultures are raised to play the game? Like. It's the it, that's the truth, right? Um, and all he's saying is he's he's repping the way he's been raised, and he's saying like, and I hope that that kids here, you know, um, I hope they keep keep our way alive. Like uh, this is how I was raised, and I'm proud of it. And um, they the folks out there they can do it the way they do it, but you know that's not how we do things here. Um, what do you think? Well, I think it's. Uh... I, I I don't know how I feel about it yet, um, but I know that that he's he's definitely he that definitely is like the 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 voice of of um, of baseball as a sport, right? It kind of it kind of it kind of it kind of encompasses uh, the way baseball has handled itself throughout the course of its history, like as being uh, somewhat conservative, wouldn't you say, in yeah. its approach? And very traditionalist, right? Yeah. And in a in a 
in a way, it's it's part of why it's so attractive to people like you and me, right? That it's kind of really hasn't changed much. The game, right? Mm-hmm. It takes takes the it takes the major league baseball years to come to a decision. It's like the Catholic Church not accepting that uh, the world was round till like I don't know the seventies or something. They officially wrote some kind of like papal dictum saying, "Okay, we had, we had, that's yeah, okay, all evidence is there. Yes, it's it's round." Um, baseball seems to operate at the same level, um, but is it is it is is he was he, was was he was that statement laced with a little bit of um, uh, white indignation antagonism, or am I just reading too much into it? Um, yeah, I I I think it's that's my first re- reaction to it. Um. But you know, I think that's okay. <laughs> I think, I think that's that's what we you know. If it, it, unless you want to take the approach of like that, you know, people in positions of which that makes sense too. You know, well, people in positions of power have more of a uh, of a responsibility when it comes to you know statements like that. Um, but I just think if if we if we compl- if we switch swapped, mm-hmm. and instead of Kinsler saying this, it was uh, it was Yadier Molina. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I really, I hope that kids in, in Puerto Rico really appreciate the way we play, you know, we, we play with flair and we like to have fun and we're boisterous and, and that's how we play the game because we love the game and we like having fun. You know, the American players, they're raised differently in the way they've been raised to play the game. Um, and that's, you know, not taken away from them, but that's how they play. I hope kids in Puerto Rico appreciate the way and keep, 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 <laughs> would we really be up in arms about Completely that? harmless. Completely <laughs> harmless. Uh, is 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 uh, Kinsler speaking for baseball, or is he speaking like for Amer for the American brand of baseball? Regardless, I mean, because there's there's black players on that team, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so maybe it's it's not maybe it. it I, I was only bringing that up only because when I first heard it, that's how I that's that's how my ears heard it. Me too. Yeah, a white versus brown thing. Yeah, but then too. of course. Like you said, you know, then to stir the pot and et cetera, et cetera. I don't really feel that way, but at the same time, is he speaking for uh, the, the the culture of baseball in America, regardless of where you come from, or is he, or is he, or, or does that go a little slightly deeper, considering the political situation right now? Um, I don't think I think he was speaking for for baseball and the brand of baseball uh, that exists. In, and and there is probably there is this feeling of of ownership and authority over baseball like we mm-hmm. are the Americans and this is our sport you know so we mm-hmm. have this authority over how mm-hmm. it should be played um but i think yes i think that's how he meant it i think it's up to it's, it's us it's the grandstanders who can extrapolate from who can take that and 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 turn it into something more so um, then why do we take it so personal in the beginning well, I'm saying because I think because that's what we do. We take. I don't think his intentions were necessarily that, but but that's what we do as as whether it be as journalists or as fans or as you know as, as grandstanders. Uh, is is we, you know, we um, we spice it up a bit. We we add a little more meaning to it. We we look deeper into it, and um, and it, and again, I see it as a good. It gives us something more. That quote, I think, made the happening right before that championship game made that game all the more exciting. You think they scripted it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, what about this? 
Is there an, a sense of, in that comment, you, you take this game, this is national pastime, America's game. Um, it really is truly one of the, like, the truly quintessentially American games, right? Mm -hmm. Or American things. Just forget everything else, right? Um, so, so you take baseball, and before it was, it was just the World Series and you'd have a championship, maybe occasionally during the Olympics, but that wasn't sanctioned by Major League Baseball. You know, Major League Baseball participated, but it wasn't like it wasn't they didn't coordinate that event, I don't think. Um, but um, and then it was always hard to get baseball going with the professionals because the Olympics happen at the same time that the baseball season. And we know that's never going to happen. They're not going to stop a baseball season um, to to let players go and play in, uh, in, 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 in the Olympics. But anyways, I what about this? This feeling of. Now that the game, now that there's a forum to 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 craft this this idea of a world championship of baseball, and you say, all right, um, and and I like to think of 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 international events as parties, like international sporting events as parties, um, like the World Cup to me is a party. And you say, all right, we're having a party in Russia, and whoever gets to win gets invited to come to this big party. And for a month, you get to be a part of this incredible celebration. And in baseball, we just we've we've come up with a there. There's a version of that party now, and it's international. And we say, all right, we're hosting a party, and come whoever makes it can can come and be a part of this of this event, right? Um, but now that the game has gone more international, and that it has picked up this. Latin flair, and let's not forget the Japanese—they bring it hard with their their baseball flair too. So it's not just specifically Latin, right, Professor? Well, I was, I was actually going to ask you that. Is it uh, when you say the Japanese bring it with their flair? Is it the players or the fans, or uh, is it both? Or just, uh, let's or, talk or... about the whole. Let's talk about the the teams and the fans. Can we can we can we lump them into the same? Let's, let's just say Japan. When we talk about Japan, we talk about the fan and the team. Because you're right, the Japanese players aren't as as flashy as say the Dominicans, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But can we, for the sake of this argument, can we just say the whole entire entity of Japan, the, the team and the, and the grandstand? Okay, yeah. Okay, so as it comes back to America, and it's being played on American soil, and here you are raised in, you know, I don't know where Kinsler's from, but wherever he was raised, you know, to, he was raised under the more American, stoic uh, 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 values of, of the Protestant work ethic, puritanical approach. Um, doesn't doesn't maybe see in the reflection of this game that was yours being interpreted by other cultures? Wouldn't that like such like set you back a little like set you back a little bit and say what the fuck did they do to this thing? Why are they playing it this way? Don't you think there was an element of that? Yeah, I think that's exactly what we saw there, and that makes sense. So you take this idea of you, you put the game out there and it comes back, and then all of a sudden when it's when it's staring at you in the face, you don't like the way you don't like what they've done to it. Um, um, is there something there? What if the U.S. was just... Uh, if, is the U.S. As a, as a fan base when it comes to international events, and maybe we're just limiting ourselves right now because we're talking about baseball and soccer, and maybe basketball would be another one, but is there a resistance to, to, for, for, for USA fans to... to, to it's like the country's getting up there in age... And it still has an indifference to these international events. And the rest of the world is saying, hell yeah, this is awesome. And we're saying, like, no. Is it because we have an issue with the muckiness of, of, of identity? And, and it, 
we don't really want to embrace whatever that may be. And so instead of like going head on and saying like, what does it mean to be a Jesus American or a fan of an American sports team? And then going with that, embracing that identity. It's like, there's this constant detachment. Is that, is that what I, what I'm so annoyed by and perturbed? And, and that's why I root against team USA. Is that the reason that, that, that they don't commit to, to, to their, to a full, devoted, impassioned fandom. I mean, it's a, the the U.S. is in a tough. It's like a super tough. It's a tough situation because um, when you look at, say, for example, um, you know, whether it be Mexico and, and you have Adrian Gonzalez, um, uh, the, the 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 Israeli team, the Italian team, mm-hmm. most of their teams, their team is mostly made up of American players, right. So it's like so when when we're a, a society that's made up of these of these different groups, um, when it comes to a turn an international tournament like this, mm-hmm. you see these folks being being uh, more passionate about rooting for um, for their heritage, um, and so that does that that puts Team USA in a tough spot over like yeah well, where where your your identity lies as far as um, um, who who you you know who you commit to? Um, Much to the chagrin of the fans who are fully completely okay with slapping on a flag and yelling USA, right? And saying what the fuck is your problem? Why don't you live here? Aren't you from here? And I understand those people. No, I totally get that. That makes perfect sense. Um, um, but 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 it's it's not just a few people. Like uh, when you see this, a very clear trend that is. People in uh, in this country, when it when it comes time to a, for an international tournament in any sport, when they have this um, the devoted passion for the team of their parents or their grandparents, um, that says something. There's a reason why people uh, cling on to that, um, and it, it might have to do with race. <laughs> I really think it has to do with race, and and some of those those. Uh... Some of those differences haven't been haven't been worked out, and that's what I mean about the insecurities of not willing to go there and embrace kind of like the muckiness of American identity, right? Mm-hmm. And and then there's also the N word, the the nationalism is is big taboo in this post postmodern reality, right? Yeah. Uh, there's there's a people are apprehensive about that, and so if you're going to wear the colors, like make sure you do it in a cutesy way so that it doesn't come off as as you being a, a a white nationalist, you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, and which is really fucking funny because I saw a lot of brown people with the USA hats rooting hard as hard as anybody else and being as proud as anybody else. So, um, I don't think it has anything to do with color as much as it has to do with this. There's this kind of this resistance because of all these layers. Um, when you first when you said first said that US is in a tough situation, I, w- I was thinking because because it because it Almost like we haven't really worked out what it is that it means to be an American fan, not an American. God knows we'll never figure that one out, but hmm. an American fan, you know. And to me, uh, it's it's always going to be uh, about uh, identifying with a group that represents my values. And that's why I think I, I cling on so hard to the, the Mexican national team because it, it represents – Maybe not all of my entire values, but it represents it's it's a it's a 
it's a part of me that is like, yes, that speaks for me. Uh, and I'm talking total experience, not just the guys on the field, but the whole experience of being a fan of the national team, right? Um, so, and, and so, so do you feel when you see, so when you see a Dominican team or a Puerto Rican team, do you feel, um, do you feel their values more closely, you know, resonate with yours? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and it, even the style of play, like I didn't, I, I did not play when I played ball. I did not play an impassioned, impassioned type of ball. You know, I didn't play. I wasn't like a Charlie Hustle. Like, like I wasn't. I was a quiet player, but I, I, I definitely, I played with a lot of grit, and I, I was like, I was very super competitive. Um, but I was thinking before we start, we were, we got into this. Do you remember when uh, Alex Rodriguez? was running down the line in a, I think it was a, a, a maybe playoff World Series game. And he, or maybe it was just a regular baseball game, but A-Rod was running down the first baseline and he was about to be tagged out and he slapped the, the, the glove. Do you remember that? Of the first baseman? Uh, no. So there's a situation where he hits a ball, the game's about to end, and in a, an act of uber-competitive desperation... He's about to be tagged yeah. out, and he slaps the glove. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. and then there was, of course, indignation yeah. all over the land. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember this, but laced within that was a brown versus white argument, in a way. Not not saying like all oh, these people are cheaters, but it was kind of like Rod- Rodriguez was saying what I think any competitor would say. And and this is and I identify with any type of group that goes to any lengths to win, even if it is something strange like cheating, like slapping the ball out of someone's hand. <laughs> You're talking about. Do you feel you more closely identify with the Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic team? And I do because of the way they play the game, right? And one of the ways they play the game is that it's it's very expressive, right? And I was saying that I wasn't I wasn't expressive outwardly expressive I wasn't dyeing my hair a certain color or I wasn't I wasn't one of the more expressive persons on the team but I would do things that I think uh, uh, went against the values of of the game of baseball and if it if it involved like slapping someone's glove right as I'm about to be called out I did that if it meant like taking out the catcher in I wasn't supposed to in like high school and in major league in little league I did it a couple times and I got in trouble. Uh, basically, I I've always kind of been against the as much as I love tradition, as much as I love the traditionalism in baseball, I've been a, 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 a against this idea of baseball needs to be played this way. And there's like this, there's the what do they call it, the the the, the gentleman's code. I don't buy into that shit. I don't believe in that shit. And I feel like this 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 influx of the of the brown man and these the, the international game coming to to World Baseball Classic is like. Like you guys are all in violation of the way the game's supposed to be played. It sounds very similar to this to the idea of the of the immigrant not not assimilating to the to the dominant culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the origins of of this you know conservative gentleman's code in baseball? Like why where how did where did that develop out of? Uh, I think baseball in its in in, in its inception was. Was a uh, although it became a very middle class sport, 
in order to participate and be a part of the ownership that that kind of like made baseball what it is, you had to be very wealthy. And so these were conservative, not conservative, but but like you know, uh, a wealthy, basically wealthy white guys <laughs> mm-hmm. who started these clubs, and they 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 had this essential code that um, was working against the reason they even like chose to become an organization like you know major league baseball you know we talked about this earlier in the week when baseball is kind of like the the progenitor the 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 the, one of the first major sporting uh institutions that that codified rules and created leagues and really was able to capitalize on the euphoria of, of its fan base you know and one of the things they really were working hard at and, and why they were working so hard to create an organization like Major League Baseball, you know, the National League is known as the senior circuit, the first, because that the National League was basically all these guys got together and they said, you know what, we're not going to allow uh, gambling to take over the game. So because professional sports existed, I mean, you didn't have to be a part of a league, just be a bunch of guys like you you had like a like a traveling big band and you'd travel to from town to town playing different teams mm-hmm. and people would come to see a team that was traveling you know here come the Cincinnati Red Stockings they they were the first professional team you know and, and and they would travel and they would play against other teams and then people would say uh, uh, let's go watch this team play because it was you know you you were basically watching these professionals do play you know do their do their thing like you would a, a musician a band so then. When when they started to 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 codify the rules and and get more involved in 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 the, basically when the game started making more money, the gamblers really started cashing in, right? Kind of like similar to the drug argument. So by professionalizing it and by creating these groups, these leagues, the right. National League, you basically you 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 created salaries, you created a, a structure where you essentially said, okay, here's here's the Here's a league. Here are rules. Here's how it's going to go. But and because it was around a certain time in America when there was this like this this huge emphasis on Puritanism, one of the things that the National League did was you know they didn't allow booze in the stands. They had uh, specific rules about when the when the games were played. You know it was they were basically trying to create a they didn't play on Sundays because that's God's day. So here are these very conservative guys getting together, and in order to appeal to the masses and make it more palpable for, for the for for basically middle class America at that time, or even for you know for just for people and for families in general, is they said our game is going to be clean and we're going to create this group, the National League, to keep out all the riffraff. You know, so kind of establishing this precedent of. This is a family game. This is a, a people game. This is not, you know, we, we, we want to keep out all the all the all the evils. And, and, and by doing so, we're going to, you know, I think at its inception, at its foundation, it was a game that was trying to protect itself from from those from those uh, from those uh, uh, sinister elements, specifically gambling and drinking. Yep. And of course, you know, that leagues, a, a league, it was called the Whiskey League, I think, popped up immediately after. They played on Sundays and they served booze. And of course, guess who was more popular? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I don't know. Does that answer your question? Do you think yeah. that might have something to do with that? I think that that's yeah. I, I think that totally makes sense. That that 
and and it's so it's it, dude it's it's so fascinating how the the power of tradition and how long it can yes. and it it when, once it becomes entrenched you know there there's and and that's cool you know that that is that's absolutely cool. that is cool absolutely. that 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 that's that might be what you know what always uh makes us unique you know to mm-hmm. to other cultures who have taken on the game mm-hmm. um who have also had the game uh almost like as long historically as long as as it's been played here but you know the the roots of it com- being completely different uh which explain why why the style of play and the the either the 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 degree of conservative uh ness isn't isn't quite the same hmm. and i think for a person a lifelong baseball fan i had a i had a conversation once with a guy in mexico of all places a guy from texas this this American guy. Um, what do I? Well, how do I call a guy if he's white? But he's. But I don't want to say white, so I don't keep offending people who get on me for using white all the time. Yeah, just what got, do I call gotta him? drop the labels, bro. And then I can't call him Caucasian because I just learned all about Caucasian. That's a that's a even more convoluted fucking word. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so what the fuck am I gonna call him? Some guy. Yeah, just some guy, I guess. But even guy, you know, guy like. But I gotta give you context because if I say I'm in Mexico, I could be talking to another Mexican, yeah, who happens to be an American as well. So hmm. I was talking to this white guy <laughs> in Mexico, and um, he 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 was a football player. He was like an all state, all whatever, all all America. You know, mm-hmm. he was a badass mm-hmm. college football player. Yeah, college football player, and um, and he he basically had retired from. He was from Texas, from the land of, of football, mm-hmm. and he said, "He said we we're talking, and we had a really like nice talk about sports and about playing a game and about all the work that's involved in becoming a, a an elite athlete at that level." And he said, um, "He closed his remark. His last remark was like, football, love the game, hate the people," and he was referring to the people in the game that he was a part of because this guy seemed pretty mellow, pretty laid back, seemed like a pretty open minded individual and not to say that football players or people in football are not but this guy had a really healthy detached uh approach to the game that he loved for so long you know that he played for so long and he just said you know hate the people hate the subculture hate the reality of it and i really really related to what he said and it really clicked for me at that moment I'm like i love this game so much but i can't stand the people in the game and for so long, I blamed it on the fact that it was, you know, where I played and in the in the places that I that I played, it was all basically middle class, upper middle class white guys. And I realized later it wasn't them so much say so much as it was the the actual kind of what baseball fosters, you know. And and I still love the game and I still continue to watch it. This this kind of this conversation that that this 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 them versus us, uh, let's just call it brown versus white argument, really for me brings up a lot of things that have always resonated within me, and uh, I think later in life I found stickball, and and stickball is something that connected even closer to my to what to what I consider to be the roots of why I love the game so much, and it's it's no coincidence that the people who play it are you know people that i most closely identify with you know the game was started in new york and it was played mostly by jews italians blacks and puerto ricans 
what's right. is there anything to that professor well i think i mean in in something that you said um it is it's it's a fact that the the majority of baseball players come from uh middle upper middle class backgrounds mm-hmm. like that's a, mm-hmm. a study confirmed that that in itself already that, that, right. that already has a huge impact on 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 how the game is played um on the values of the game i mean it's it, that's a that's something that that we can't just ignore right. um and and then and then and it perfectly makes sense why you know you can why you see this big difference in in other co- baseball players from other countries where uh they're not being they're not coming from that social that class background uh within their own mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, countries so yeah but but it is, but but what's really inter- what you're saying is is interesting in that um where there is kind of this divide over the people who play who come from you know who play in this uh come from uh, a certain background and play in this more organized uh fashion and then mm-hmm. the and then and then the the way the uh, the game that that comes out of you know the streets right i mean i i would i would even dare go farther and and, and make a marxist argument uh as to why i appreciate one game over the other but you know stickball is is a money maker just like major leagues and like any other activity you know, um, a lot of money to be made playing stickball, believe it or not. Um, and and you would know because I'm sure, you know, New York is the mecca. The game was created in New York City, you know, I think in Harlem, actually. There's a legend about uh, Willie Mays. He was a, they called him a five manhole man. Essentially what it was is that there's a legend that Willie Mays is the only player in Harlem to have ever hit a ball that went five manholes deep on a street. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Yeah. Stickball is one of the most beautiful things. I when I discovered stickball, I said, "Oh, I found, I found my, I found my 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 uh, Eden," because mm-hmm. um, it's basically baseball without the gloves and without all the other bullshit. Um, it's it's stripped down baseball. Um, but again, when it's all said and done, when a remark like the one that uh, that. Uh, that uh that Kinsler made, which prompted a, re- a rebuttal from or a, or an answer from from Yadier Molina, which which prompted a comment by Adam Jones. Um, this back and forth thing started, and it kind of it kind of lived a little bit in the internets. But the, what we're what I'm responding to, what I'm reacting to, is the fact that there is something there that hasn't really been acknowledged for a long, long time. You know. Between the Latin ball players and the the more uh, the, the, the 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 American players, you know, it's like a, a an unspoken thing about the game, not how you play the game, not how you approach it, whether you die or. But I don't feel like that has anything to do with it, um, but I think it has to do with like there's clearly like this divide between between those people and those other people, and the reason why a statement like that resonates so so like deeply for someone like me. Is that it's like yes, let's talk about it. Can we talk? Can we have a conversation about that? Because uh, there there are some major differences, and and um, this the statement to me evokes some kind of mistrust, and maybe there's nothing there. And then of course the thing that enrages me most about uh, national team players from the Americas 
uh, especially uh, their soccer team, is when they say, well, you know, no, it's not political. No, this doesn't mean anything. No, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know what you're saying. Like, no, I just made a statement. Like, I wasn't trying to offend. No, my, my statement wasn't. And it's probably true. But to not acknowledge that to some people, it does come off as something that, that, that resonates, that, that creates a visceral reaction, is what, what upsets me. What do you think of that? Yeah, and, but and because I think them as the as the players as the performers, that's their uh, consciously they're not thinking about those things. Right? I, absolutely, it's absolutely. it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like it's it's our job to deconstruct those statements. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's our perform. You know, that's where we play. That's where we mm-hmm. come in as players. Um, I'm sure there's there's people out there who 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 could have done a much better job than than we have in in uh, analyzing this. But until then. Uh, the grandstand only has us to to do it, <laughs> to, to have to listen to. With birds, airplanes, washing machine in the background. Yeah. That's <laughs> like the stickball to the major league. Yeah. Can a man really pull himself up by, or a woman pull themselves up by their bootstrap and succeed, Professor? Is that all it takes? Um, it, 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 I... Yeah, that's. that's, I mean, yeah, it's almost like, come on, right? Like, uh, is it that simple? No, of course not. Uh, Is it working? Working hard matters. It's really important, but of course, there's so much more to it. Do we have a? Is is it really difficult to 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 maybe say that um, some, if not all, or at least eighty percent of our success could be based on luck or the fact that we're standing on the shoulders of somebody else? Yeah, totally, absolutely. You think eighty is too high a number? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, we probably we don't need to put a number on it, but but to to deny that luck is um, uh, people really hate having to admit that 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 luck and life chances just um, you know play play a significant role in where we end up. Especially if you work really hard, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it tends to it tends to convolute every single interaction and uh, argument. Between people who between the haves and the have beens, right? Yeah. And don't you think that sometimes it's uh, it's the ones that that uh, the, the haves, the ones that have, that typically look at the ones that don't and say, "Shut up! Why are you making such a big deal about this? Just work harder, pull yourself up by your bootstraps." Yeah, I think that's a very um, it's it's become it's a very unproductive way to. Um, to whether it be to to mo- just just to create progress is to uh, staying within that very simplistic uh, frame. I'm gonna go way 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 out and stretch this one super stretch this one, but this is dedicated to all the bootstrappers, the people who really believe that all it takes is just hard work, perseverance, and the human spirit to become something. But I'm going to say, and this is my personal opinion not the grandstands or nor nor the professors of course but that this whole thing is laced it stinks it smells like this pull yourself up by your bootstraps bullshit and when the when when american baseball looks at other cultures saying like hey just like why do you party so much why do you wear your hair like that why do you it's it, it comes from that idea of like like why are you making such a big deal about it just play the game <laughs> the way we tell you to play the game. Huh. So, 
that's this is dedic you you guys know who you are um none of the grandstand listeners of course but um Bob pass Costas. it on pass it on to those to those people who would have you uh, think differently and and then of course a, a, a special like damn i'm sorry to the, the really the people who make it out of like poverty and, and and really fucked up oppression because it's hard to tell that person too like damn maybe you just got lucky you work really hard but like you have to accept that there is luck involved too that's a hard thing to take right yeah and if not luck um just if not luck just a whole um, really subtle experiences that we even just don't that we take for granted that we don't realize could have a major impact on on the next decision we make. That's it. Get to work, cabrones. That's it. We're done. We're out. Congratulations to Team USA for for bringing a, a, a title home, and um, it's something that Landon Donovan was never able to do. <laughs> <laughs> Game one.